Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Wayne to his Garth, Michael Howard. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. Wee wee wee. Schwing? I think you say Schwing. Yeah, we both say Schwing. Abe, Abelicious Lincoln. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? <laughs> uh, doing pretty good. Aside from the fact that um, it's apparently like the day after tomorrow in uh in the midwest yeah i heard you uh got again we had this conversation last week and Mm -hmm. i could have sworn it was over with because it was what 80 degrees on on saturday yeah no nah nah it's it's cold and i i saw a really good comic with the dog that's always sitting in the fire and he says Mm -hmm. this is fine except he's surrounded by uh snow and it says april on his calendar and he says this is fine what a good goof. Yeah, it's a good what one. What a great goof. I my coworker, um, he decided to take a motorcycle trip to visit his friends in Wisconsin because it was like seventy degrees on Thursday and then they got two feet of snow and it was about twenty five degrees in Wisconsin and he was on his motorcycle. So he didn't take a motorcycle trip back to Chicago. He did. Oh. That must have been miserable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't check the rest of the weather, because they did know before he left. Well, Saturday looks good. <laughs> Ain't nothing bad going to happen on the way home. Uh, how about you? How you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, just uh, living the dream. Uh, Michael, uh, tomorrow, well, I guess two days ago was uh, tax day. Mm. Uh, have you have you filed your, your income taxes? I started to, and I got about 95% of the way done with it in February. And then when I put in the last thing... It was like, mm-hmm. you owe money. And I was like, oh, well, then I'm not finishing this shit until the very last minute. <laughs> not today, I don't, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, I usually do my taxes like before January. Like as soon as I get my W-2, my taxes are done the next day. Yep. Which yeah. is how I like to live. Um, well, Michael, I want to start off with a glorious return of what on Weebo? Well, Michael, we haven't visited our friends in the East in a while. No, we haven't. Um, I want to share with you. They a haven't story. really done anything that well, they were allowed to let us know about. That was funny. So they haven't really done anything for a little while, and then the last two days, uh, I actually, almost didn't bring this up because Weebo had a yeah. So two days ago, uh, Weebo announced that they would no longer be allowing. LGBTQ content on the platform mm. and then everyone freaked out mm-hmm. obviously and fought back against that decision and uh they relented today um to just kind of I mean it's impressive yeah like especially in China which right. you know free speech is not necessarily a a value <laughs> a, a a right uh so yeah that's impressive that they uh, were able to fight back against that um so I do want to share this story it's a bizarre real estate tax evasion scheme. Okay. That involves uh, wife swapping. <laughs> okay. For real so, estate tax evasion. Yes. All right. So perfect. apparently when you sell a home in China, they, they they can be taxed up to 20% of the home home purchase. Wow. So one couple wanted to buy a house for another couple. House was about one point nine million dollars, four hundred square four hundred square meter house, um, and uh, they just didn't really want to pay one point nine million dollars. Yeah, 
Wow. For 400 square meters? Yeah. Wow. Real estate, it's at a premium, my dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is in Jinan, in Shangdong province. Right. Um, so what they did, because while you, when you sell a house, you have to pay that, those, those good taxes. Mm-hmm. If, but if you transfer property as part of a divorce, <laughs> eh, it just stays in the family. No taxes necessary. Oh, so one point nine million dollar house. So that is uh, that's like three hundred eighty thousand dollars in taxes. Yep. So that's that's definitely worth a little wife swap action. So what happened was that a couple approached the other couple. Couple B, who owned the home, divorced, gave the house to the wife. <laughs> the couple A divorced, and the husband married her. They were married for six months, for long enough for to. Uh, Ownership to like kind of or the marriage to be official, and then um, decided they that got they divorced. were with their soulmates now, and they stayed married forever. <laughs> yeah, you know how wife swap always goes. <laughs> how that good TV show always went. Um, they did, however, hit a snag. Oh, once they divorced again uh, to remarry their original spouses, double um, jeopardy. So the deal that they made was that couple A was going to transfer the first half of the money before the fake marriage has happened. And then the other half once they, you know, other half on delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently the husband of the original homeowners made a mistake when they were finalizing the paperwork uh, to receive the six million dollars, the final six million dollars or sorry, remimbi rather. Um, and uh, <laughs> the, fir- the wife couldn't come up with the money. So he took her to court. <laughs> OK, so. Can you have a legal contract in a tax evasion scheme? According to the judge in the case, no, yeah, you could not. I would guess not. Like, it seems bad to have paperwork for this tax evasion scheme deal. Right. You you don't want to put your crimes on paper. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, the fine was only $8,000 a piece. Okay. But do they have to pay taxes then on the house now? I don't think so. So then it's a good deal. I was going to ask if their lawyer was Michael Cohen, but he's a bad lawyer. And that he's sounds like they one. had a good lawyer. Also, it actually turns out he's not really a lawyer. He <laughs> just records people having conversations with him as he gives them bad legal advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, then I could be a non-lawyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that for years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we do that the... every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give each other <laughs> shitty legal advice. <laughs> Michael, what you want to do with that body? Um, <laughs> so apparently, it's not illegal. Uh, but wait, tax evasion is not illegal in China. Well, th- what they did is not illegal, uh, and all the commenters on Weibo who are very much in favor of this, whereas the news and the government are not so in favor yeah. of it, uh, just say this should not be called tax evasion. It should be called reasonable tax avoidance. <laughs> Which hard is yeah? It's hard to argue with that, and it sounds like something that. Man, do we have we must have loopholes like that in the United States, right? For taxes, I think only if you're rich. Enough. Well, obviously, yeah, yeah. Like you and I couldn't take advantage of those. Ooh, could we though? What if you transferred ownership of your house to Staley? I adopted Staley. Now I got a house. You're out on the street. Sorry, bud. There's Enjoy no the there's no rule that says that a dog has to pay taxes. I mean, hey, actually, it probably doesn't. <laughs> I doubt a dogs are dogs are in the tax code. So. And can I say this? I think someone just married a tree in, in like the Everglades to protect it. And I don't think that that thing is paying taxes on the Everglades. Probably should, though. Or she should. At least property tax. Mm-hmm. 
search for that little square footage. It's probably full of oil. Ooh, so that's a good question. If you if you live in a treehouse and your treehouse is like say like a couple hundred square feet, do you have to pay property tax on like the size of the treehouse or just on the size of the tree trunk? Or on the size of the what about the roots, Michael? Those roots are spreading. That's a lot of square footage. Do you have air rights for I think you do you must have and probably mineral rights too. Hmm. I'm gonna make a treehouse. Come get me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's some that's some more really shitty legal advice for, from us. <laughs> yeah, so what if the actual, like, if you just built a 15-story, like, <laughs> 10 by 10 treehouse? <laughs> Square footage on the ground floor. It's 100 feet. I'll pay that taxes nonstop. <laughs> All right, Mike, what else you got for me this week? I have a new drink for you, Kush. Okay. I don't think I need any more drinks. These podcasts have really upped my my weekly consumption of alcohol. Yeah, it's probably I not the best I way. I went in the cabinet and I was like, oh, what kind of bourbon am I going to drink today? And I was like, well, I guess I'm drinking this one because I'm running very dangerously low. Yep, I, ju- I just emptied my last bottle. Mm-hmm. It's We have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a new drink in the Yukon Territory. What year is this? Yukon Territory is a place. It's in like uh, somewhere in Canada. I know where it is. (laughs) It's in Dawson City, which is in Yukon Territory. uh, And it's called the Sour Toe Cocktail. Sour Toe? Sour Toe. Oh, no. I don't like where this is going. It's a tumbler filled with a spirit of some kind. Usually whiskey. I don't know. You can't give me a drink recipe where it just says, I don't know, figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) And then a mummified toe. Oh, God. Oh God! Who whose toes? Where are they getting these from? <laughs> That's an excellent question. Oh Jesus! Um, so is this like the monkey they found mummified in that Minnesota like <laughs> mall? They just no one knows where it came from. They just know they're going to put it in a drink somewhere. Well, no. I mean, the thing is, is that that far up in Canada, it's really cold, and the most of the people up there are, you know, hold up. Is this where the feet go when they fish them out of the the sound? Oh, maybe. New wrinkle to the conspiracy. So apparently it started that some miners were doing some rub smuggling on the side. And um, they were being pursued by the Mounties and they were hiding out basically in the woods. One of them got frostbite. And hey, can I just say that the just the phrase pursued by the Mounties <laughs> is just inherently funny. Like, I've seen Dudley do right. <laughs> sorry go on so one of them got frostbite and to stop it from becoming gangrenous the other brother either hacked or shot it off there's some debate uh you know what's a good way to make sure the rest of the foot becomes gangrenous to shoot an infected toe off uh i mean you put ice on it immediately because you're already in the ice michael i don't think that's just a good way to get frostbite and kill your foot. <laughs> you just get more if anything, frostbite. If anything, Michael, you should have said cauterize it with the end of the gun. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. But it's too cold. It's already cold. <laughs> the guns are sure. already cold. He's um, already frozen. So apparently they kept their toe, this toe, they kept it in a shack. Uh, and they either Why? died or disappeared or whatever. And somebody discovered <laughs> the toe 50 years later. 
And their first thought was, I need a whiskey stone. Yes. God. He wanted to create a drinking ritual to prove you were a true Yukoner. Put a gold nugget in there, you fuckhead. There's one rule, Kush. Is it to drop a mummified toe into your drink and slam it? You can drink it fast. You can drink it slow. But the lips must touch the toe. A hundred thousand people have done this, and you get a you get a certificate. Whose toe is it? The same toe? Well, apparently, I have to imagine dunking it in whiskey does not make for a long life to a long lived mummified toe. Well, apparently it does. They kept oh, it. They used the same toe for seven years, and then. This is the buck wild part. Did someone volunteer their toe and then mummify it for 50 years and then they re- recycled that toe? In 1980, it was oh, swallowed God. by a local miner who was trying to Son beat the record a... for drinking it. On his 13th cocktail, his chair tipped backwards and he accidentally swallowed it and they couldn't get the toe back. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> and you know, we like to think, we have this narrative that Canadians are better than we are, like more sophisticated. They have their shit together. What the fuck, Canada? What are you doing? Uh, uh, yeah, I. Hmm. It's nice to know that Canada also has rednecks. <laughs> That's surprising. That surprised me a long time ago when I realized that. But yeah, I mean, they're fewer and farther between because it's a barren wasteland of nothing once you get above like Vancouver and Toronto and Montreal. Yeah. But. The people who are up there are fucking insane. But like, why not a, like a withered fox paw or or well, like a he bear didn't tail? Find a withered fox paw in a fucking shed, man. He found a toe. Bet he can find one anywhere. Just go walk outside. I'm sure that's littered with foxes. Isn't that where all the furs came from back in trapper days? <laughs> there have been seven toes since. God, who's with toes? some being lost or stolen? Why? Uh, why would you steal it? And I know I said that earlier, the fact that this dude swallowed the toe was where it gets buck wild, but this is where it gets super buck wild. I need to know if people volunteered these toes to keep the tradition going. And I think I know the answer. While training for the 300-mile Yukon Arctic Ultra Marathon, Why? Again, that's a whole new wrinkle of why. A man, named, a man named Nick Griffiths, who is a uh, former... Marine Commando, 46 years old. Mm-hmm. He lost three toes to frostbite while training for this. Stop running, you fuckhead. And he's planning to send his frostbitten toes to Dawson City as backups. So now they have 10. They got 10 toes. Okay, well, um, I mean, the seven toes have been lost or, or somebody. I mean, it says that some have been stolen. At this point? I mean,. What's the process for actual mummification? Because, like, just a frostbitten toe that just fell off, like, that's still just dead flat. Like, I mean, does the to... act of frostbite, like, mummify well, just, it somewhat? I don't think so. What, like, are these assholes just throwing, is he just throwing his toes in the dehydrator <laughs> and just packing up some, like, little jerky nugs and sending them off to the Yukon? Just fucking sucks. I hate these people. Jerky nugs. <laughs> Just little toe jerky nugs. <laughs> oh, man. I told you about my roommates, uh, my randomly matched roommates freshman year of college who shot squirrels and then made squirrel jerky in the kitchen, didn't I? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I had a, one, of my, one of our friends in, in the fraternity. Uh, 
He uh, used to shoot. He told us how he just used to suck squirrel heads. He would fry them and just suck them on down. I don't know, man. Mm. I did learn that you can eat guinea pig, and apparently they do it in uh, some places in South America. Yeah, I think Peru, it's a, it's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, and um, my brother-in-law's girlfriend has eaten one while she was in Peru. Sure, it's just a tasty thing, not full of worms at all. <laughs> she was saying this as she was holding uh, our co- our little cousin's pet guinea pig. Yeah, I'm which sure is that went over very well with your six-year-old cousin. Yeah, you know, she yeah. they they all live in Louisiana, so they were like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." Yeah, no, it checks out. That's probably what we're going to do with bastard. these when they die. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that does actually. So when I said jerky nugs, it one of my favorite kinds of beef jerky is the Jacklin's tender bites, which are just like little jerky nugs, just delight, delightful <laughs> chunks of of beef. <laughs> And now I can't ever eat them again, because all I'm going to see is my own big toe. Speaking of nugs. Oh, God. Go on. I'll say, I don't know if we're going to put this out on Wednesday or Thursday, but Friday is 420. Oh, 420 blaze it. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything mm-hmm. special planned? No. Oh, I, I probably will go see Super Troopers 2 by myself. Hell yeah. <laughs> I feel like literally everything comes out on 420 this year. Like, literally like super troopers 2 i think there are like four other like movies or video games being released and like they're all weed adjacent Hmm. and i i'm kind of mad that all of them put like april 20th as like just say the big weed day like everyone knows the super weed day the super big fun weed day blaze one yolo swag man do you do you think that back in the 60s when 42069 happened that that was just like the best day ever i think just too many people said nice at the same time and they all just died (laughs) like everyone just like people saying nice reverberating back and forth just on like some harmonic frequency exploded their heads so that would be 51 years from now we get another 42069 51 years Ooh, man i hope i live that long i'm sure i'm gonna be like 87 years old and i'm gonna celebrate hard Here's the question. When your brain is implanted into the matrix, like, can you smoke weed in in a simulation? Are we doing that right now? Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Do you have any any big plans for that? The very fine weed day, Michael? Um, No, probably just the super troopers thing. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty lame. I mean, it's not lame. It's pretty, um, I guess, cliche. But, I mean, 420 is kind of cliche. I don't think I've ever actually celebrated 420 before. Why would you? How how do you celebrate 420? Like, can you actually celebrate it other than just doing the thing? Like, this is something I don't understand about weed culture. It's like, you really celebrate the day by doing the thing you do every day anyway. Like, (laughs) I guess that's true. And you can't, like, smoke harder. I mean, I know you can and get more high, but, like, at a certain point. I guess that would that's true. It would be, like, if you killed Jesus every day and then you celebrated Good Friday is, like, the day you it's killed like, Jesus as well. You don't. You clearly don't mean it. You <laughs> you just like killing Jesus. So it doesn't mean any more today than it did yesterday. Jesus is born every day. Christmas every day. Maybe it's just a bunch of people who never smoked before just blaze up you know yeah i mean that would yeah that, i mean that would be me uh <laughs> I, I, I but again i th- I think i would be like 
Oh, really? You're going to smoke for the first time on 420? All right. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, Michael, have you ever pulled a grift on anyone? Ooh. Oh, not that I can like remember. A, like a long-running scam. No. No, not a good long grift. I think the longest one, really, and, and like it was pretty quick. Uh, and this was in the, the prank war that I think I've talked about between uh, my roommate Dave and I. Uh, I once, I think this was during the, uh, probably right before the 2008 election, I convinced him that, him and our friend Matt, that LemonParty.org was an interesting new uh, political party that he should check out their platform mm-hmm. on the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that took about two minutes of like sustained like me trying to like convince him that this was a real thing and not laughing a two minute also, grift that's a good one a two minute grift pretty good michael how long do you think you could pretend to be a doctor oh do You're i have better, to actually important addendum when you were 19 when i was 19 yeah nah i could barely pretend to be a college student when i was 19 no but do i would i have to doctor yes like i actually have to like go in and like prescribe stuff you had to be in there in the in the nitty-gritty okay i can't just like tell other people that i'm a doctor nope Ooh. Ooh. well see the problem is when i was 19 um the internet was like pretty pretty young you know we didn't right. have access to all the information at our fingertips maybe now you have webmd easier yeah you have so- cancer because WebMD told me you do. Because <laughs> literally everything <laughs> I put in said cancer. Oh, wait, so. no, this one says lupus. It's not, but I've seen how, so I know it's not that. Mm. So you actually do still have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael, a, a Delhi man in India pretended to be a doctor successfully for five months before five being discovered months. by police. Who, they, who say they were very surprised by his knowledge of medicines. And he used to roam around the hospital wearing his lab coat and just checking in on patients. He had a stethoscope. He made different claims to different doctors saying that he was a junior resident or introducing himself as an undergraduate medical student. Um, I could see someone getting away with this, though, because, like, if you've ever been in a hospital, like, it's not like scrubs. No. Everyone doesn't know who everyone is. Like, they barely know, like, what the hell's going on half the time. Yeah. There's so many people visiting and different doctors coming in and out and different nurses. Like, I could see... And apparently this medical center has more than 2,000 resident doctors. Oh, well, then, yeah, shit. So this guy could just kind of go in there. Um, I mean, I've been pretending to be an adult for like 11 years, so. Right. (laughs) The same. (laughs) (laughs) To varying degrees of success. This podcast Um, probably undermines that a bit. Right. So apparently this guy just did want to be a doctor eventually. Um, And he had, you know, he had studied. He was getting good grades and stuff. So he just decided to create his own internship. So he had two. He he has two claimed reasons for why he did this. Okay. Um. One, he just wanted to participate in events meant for doctors and politicians. So he really just wanted to network, which okay. gets on that grind. I get, I get it. it. I get it. Wanted to get out there. Wanted to you know shake some hands. Um. Another one is that he might have needed help for an ailing ailing family member, and he wanted to get the preferential. F- Treatment An by being ailing at the ailing family member. Yes. I so he heard a alien family member, and that made a lot less sense. Either way, the that family member needed help, <laughs> and they were not getting that. <laughs> Do you want to know how he got caught? Did he, he probably got greedy. No. Griffs always get caught. You always get caught in a grift when you get greedy. 
You always get caught. So you know how we wanted to network. Mm. Well, he didn't get caught in the hospital. Didn't he even get caught at a little cocktail party? He got caught when he started to participate in a marathon organized by the doctors. Uh. And one of the doctors on the run, because I guess they were just running along together, got suspicious and asked him who he was. And um, once he could not get a satisfactory answer, he was overpowered by the doctor and other runners and handed over to the police. That's so weird. Like, he wouldn't just assume that maybe he was like a friend of a doctor. He was just like, nah, this guy's in a doctor run. Like, no one got suspicious at all in the hospital ever. Nope. Just uh, when you're doing the casual mm. small talk on, on the uh, the old raceway. It's just like Al Capone, man. Well, that's the thing, Michael. That's where, that's where you get tripped up, though. When you're at work doing your grift work, you know, you're in the you're in the zone. Heads on a swivel. You're checking WebMD. You're, you know, you're slinging out medical answers. No one's no one's making ch- small talk. No chit chat. Mm-hmm. You're just running for 26.2 miles. You meet a friendly stranger. Start asking questions. It's like, you know, like you're on a flight. So what you're saying is that instead of like putting criminals in an interrogation room when you're trying to get information mm-hmm. out of them, you just somehow convince them to, to run a marathon. Bef- before you arrest them. Yeah, Critically yeah, important. Right. It's called social engineering, Michael. Right. You put people in a situation where they're not comfortable, and you just pump them for information casually. And then, when they slip up and give you all those good incriminating details, you and a band of doctors overpower them and <laughs> hand them over to the police. I mean, I it's get it, simple. because if I was running a marathon, and you were like, oh, we can make this whole thing stop if you just tell me what I want to know, I'd be like, yeah, I quit. Because running a marathon sucks. Or you could just quit, This sucks, though. the marathon. This marathon sucks. I do wonder how this guy didn't think to, like, as soon as he got into, like, semi-hot water with this doctor, not just sprint away into the crowd. Like, oh, you know what? I fucking lost my, uh, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> like, at no point would I continue to run the marathon with this person if they were, like, even sniffing around the fact that I wasn't a doctor. I mean, he got comfortable. Got comfy. It's been five Which months. Which, again, five months is too quick to get comfortable in this grift. Ugh. I just don't understand the grift, though. Like, what's the end game? Was he still going to school to be a doctor? Would he? Would it be like when you go into somewhere and you buy beer from the time you're, like, 17, and then the day you turn 21, you hand them your real ID, and they're like, yeah. oh, you got us. It got us so good. Well, apparently... So he has photographs of him with politicians. He also uploaded photos of him wearing a doctor's coat and stethoscope to social media. He was very bad at this grift. I was gonna say, but wouldn't yeah, wouldn't people he he knows from before he was a nineteen year old doctor? Oh, cool. He's he went Doogie Hauser. Cool, Do- Doogie. Look at Nailed this guy. It. Cool, the Deli Doogie. <laughs> stupid <laughs> oh man i don't boy. get you to laugh like that a lot but when i do oh, it's the so best <laughs> all right michael what else you got for me buddy mm. oh well speaking of uh hostile work environments uh-huh uh there was a a landmark lawsuit in australia went all the way to Supreme Court of Victoria. 
Wow. Okay. And the, the been... case finally got dismissed. A uh, man was cl- was suing for $1.8 million for a workplace bullying case. Someone steals lunch or throws shrimp fried rice in the trash? Well. And I got to say, Michael, if it's in Australia where everything is trying to kill you, it must have been pretty bad to try to get damages like this. Well, I mean, it depends. Okay. They called their boss Mr. Stinky. (laughs) And the man claimed that their boss would, quote, lift his bum and fart on him on a regular basis. I mean, that's assault, brother. Apparently not. Wait, it's not? No. It said, just just as Rita Zamet dismissed the case, finding that even if the farting did occur, it would not necessarily amount to bullying. Uh, well, yeah, bullying. It's not bullying. We're not, in, we're not in second grade here. It does sound like assault, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but bull. I mean, assault would be some form of bullying in the workplace, right? Um. Well, yeah. So first of all, I did find a uh, American legal statute about this one. Apparently, does not carry over to uh, Australia. Oh, legal there is systems. a there is a, a statute in in. Uh, I was almost said in Florida because I just assumed that Texas actually okay. The Texas Penal Code under disorderly conduct, we have a gem. Quote, creates by chemical means a noxious and unreasonable odor in a public space. (laughs) Primarily used for people who set off stink bombs. But could be applied to fart bags. (laughs) But it's a misdemeanor, but an arrestable arrestable offense. God, I can't talk today. (laughs) You know, and the guy who was dubbed Mr. Stinky by this man... that's the thing, though. I'm so I'm new to being a boss. I think if I ever <laughs> got wind Eww. that my nickname was Mister Stinky, or the fact that I had any nickname at all, I would really do some pretty serious soul searching and maybe clean up my ways. Yeah. Also, I probably would stop lifting up my asshole <laughs> and farting into people's faces. I mean, probably. Well, he blames it on the man. Who brought the lawsuit? He blames it, or I mean, sorry, the the boss blames it on the man being of German descent. <laughs> He's German. I pretty much had to fart into his face. <laughs> I had to spread apart my ass cheeks and fart directly into his mouth. No, he claims He's that he didn't German actively try to fart on this man. It's just sometimes he'd walk over to the printer, which was near the dude, and sometimes you know you just accidentally let out a fart. And he says that Australians are just to are just brought up to kind of accept it or think it's oh it's just what happens. But apparently the Germans are too uh, buttoned up for a little <laughs> nice wind talking. Um, I can't believe that's true <laughs> since Germans have a whole category of porn <laughs> called Scheisse. Um, pretty sure no, and also. I need some I need some validation on that claim that Australians are just cool with you f- again lifting up your ass and farting in their face. Well, and again, we talked about how everything in Australia can kill you and so they're like, "Oh, all this does is smell bad?" Yeah, I guess. sure. Because of that, there's like the the common farting snake that if he farts on you, you die immediately. Sorry, I had to just find a headline from 2014 about a Texas cop who was arrested after farting into another cop's face. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Don't mess with Texas. Assholes. <laughs> and a West Virginia man was once charged with battery on a police officer for farting on, onto a cop, which... And here I thought that, you know, right. a concealed carry was a thing in Texas. <laughs> I thought I was allowed to carry my loaded weapon around. I guess if you discharge it in a public place... It's when it's you discharge in a public yeah. place that that's when it, it causes issues. Um, I was cleaning it, it and it went off. <laughs> Well, I think if it goes off when you're cleaning it, that's actually fine and and to be expected. Again, though, I think the fact that everyone in the office called him Mr. Stinky indicates that no one else was cool with this either. No. That's what he's saying, though. He's like, clearly other people thought. You know, the thing is, I'm surprised he went, he did this as a bullying claim and not like a hostile work environment or some sort of discrimination because clearly this guy has something against Germans. <laughs> Like, to me, this seems like a pretty cut-and-dry case of uh, discrimination. Mm -hmm. Basically, this guy apparently lost his job, which is why he brought about about this lawsuit. And uh, the judge ruled that his loss of employment had nothing to do with uh, bullying or discrimination of any sort. And uh, this guy was just trying to seek revenge. And apparently, the only thing he could come up with is that the guy had a little gas issue. Again, though, he would lift his butt up. Like, he would, like I don't understand. Well, I mean, that. I think it's hard to prove that he would lift his butt up. I mean, that's that's what he claims, but how do you prove that? True. I don't know, probably some sort of camera that I'm sure was in that office. Like, if, if we have cameras poking around for shrimp fried rice in workplaces, in small to medium businesses, surely there are just, like, security cameras that caught this guy just, like, crop dusting this German dude nonstop. Maybe he did it in, like, a really subtle way where he did that thing where you kind of just, you know, you lean over. I mean, you, you go to sit down, like, on the edge of the desk and just right hey. before you sat down, just... Hey, bud, <laughs> let's just talk about this. I will say this, though. As someone who occasionally farts, I do appreciate this ruling. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, I've never been one to maliciously, aggressively fart on anyone except my sister in the car where I would lock the windows. Um, other than that, I mean, am I glad she can't sue me for that? Yes, mm-hmm. immensely, immensely glad. Um, you know, occasionally I'll fart. I don't think anyone's calling me Mr. Stinky in and around the office, but, um... Well, I don't know. There's laws in Texas. How do we know there's not laws in Florida? Like, maybe your sister's going to hear this, and she's going to be like, finally. Are they... What's the statute of limitations on fart law? (laughs) (laughs) I'll go toe-to-toe with you on fart law any day. Well, Michael, I did, um... I did Google Florida fart laws, um... And it's not a monitored law, but there is a Florida law on the books that states it is illegal to fart after 6 p.m. in public on a Thursday in the state of Florida. Just on a Thursday? Only on Thursdays after 6 p.m. All right. Just anywhere? Yeah. Public place. Anywhere in public. Yeah. Huh. Sorry, bud. Hmm. Well, Michael, you smelt it. Dealt me another story. <laughs> I don't know. Should should we uh, Should we have a little palate cleanser? I think, yeah, Michael, I think after that stinker of a story, we need to, let's cleanse the air, bud. Here's something that uh, I think has been missing from this show for a little while. Positivity. (laughs) (laughs) I posited a a new segment on the show. Just just palate cleansers. Mm. Just little things that just, we had a good time with this week. A little lemon sorbet of a story. Indeed. Just really, hmm, a little aperitif, Mm -hmm. perhaps. 
before we shove just more terrible trash horrible, in your face. Just trash mouth. Yeah. Um, so, Michael, did you ever read the book Meg? <laughs> fair, fair enough. No, no, I haven't. It's a book by Steve Alton, a series of books. Okay. About a gigantic prehistoric fuck off shark. That swims up to the surface after being locked in the in the Marianas Trench in its cold, cold waters for millennia. Okay. And wreaks havoc. That sounds wreaks pretty havoc dope, on people. Actually. It sounds really good. Yeah. I read I read the first book probably a dozen times. The the others a couple times. It's a true delight. What does he what does this prehistoric shark do? He eats a lot of people. Oh, I thought this was a happy story because you said this was a palate cleanser. Here's where it gets good. Okay. Last week, a little movie trailer dropped about Meg, or sorry, the Meg. <laughs> I just got it. Sorry. <laughs> a movie trailer included one Mr. Jason Statham. Oh. Jason Statham is going to fight a hundred foot long prehistoric shark. And this, the idea of this brings me such immense joy that I, I really can't really put it into words. But Jason Statham, best known for kicking people in the chest and snapping car batteries to his nips for energy. And covering himself in oil and then using bike pedals to kick the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the good yeah. stuff. All the good Jason Statham stuff. That man is going nose to nose with a prehistoric with shark. A prehistoric shark. So is this just like Jurassic Park in the water? Pretty much. It's also deep blue sea, but the shark's bigger this time. Mm. Is also Ray, also Rain Wilson's in it. I'll say is LL Cool J in it. He's not, but Rain Wilson is in it, essentially playing Dwight, <laughs> <laughs> but like a scientist Dwight. <laughs> okay. No, I'm and in on I'm this. very I'm very into this. It, this is this is weird. It's a weird time for me because like, you know, I grew up watching. You know, reading a lot of sci-fi, and this kind of falls into that category. And, like, this one maybe a little bit less, so I can see this being, like, a B-movie in, like, early 2000s or 90s. But, like, we're finally getting to a point where all the ridiculous fantasy and sci-fi shit I read as a teenager can actually be made through CGI. And, like, Netflix has infinite money and HBO has money. And, like, all this shit is just happening for me. And it's great. Is this going to be, like, a wide release in movie theaters or is this, like, a Netflix... Movie. Oh, this is this is a big time movie. Man, I yeah. feel like some movie studios are just like it's like a heat check at this point, right? Where mm-hmm. like you just can't miss, and so you just keep shooting. Yeah, You're like shoot, hey, shoot or shoot. Yeah, and it keeps working. It keeps fucking working. Yeah. So this is a Warner Brothers film. Comes out August tenth, twenty eighteen. You know I'm coming up to Chicago to see it. Oof. August twenty. Uh, August twenty. August twenty. Um. Previous previous films on the director's uh, resume, it's John Turtletob, include While You Were Sleeping, which you know <laughs> this guy loves, <laughs> Cool Runnings. That's the real reason you're going to go see it, isn't it? Yes, Cool Runnings. Wait, the same Ph- guy who did While You Were Sleeping did Cool Runnings? Did Phenomenon. What? With John Travolta. He did both National Treasures. Has he done anything in the past 15 years, though? He did all three National Treasures, I'm sorry, and Michael, Three Ninjas. But what about Three Ninjas Kickback? He, 
No, he did not do that piece of shit. He did not revisit Rocky Tum Tum and Colt. Absolutely not. Once was enough. I mean, that's a pretty so good lineup, but like, like I, okay, has he done anything in the past, like, five to ten years? National Treasure 3, my dude. That wasn't in the five to ten years, was it? Yeah. Oh, no, it's it's still in, <laughs> it's still in production. Okay. <laughs> but National Treasure 2 was 2007. Oh, he also did Last, oh God, <laughs> his last movie was Last Vegas <laughs> with Morgan Freeman, Robert De Niro. <laughs> Michael Douglas <laughs> and Kevin Klein. Oh so, um, boy! Yeah, Michael, he's not—he's not on a way, uh, winning streak because the movie before that was Sorcerer's Apprentice with Nick Cage. <laughs> Wait, so does he just do Nick Cage movies? And how is Nick Cage not in this movie? Was there not free food? That's actually the biggest crime: is that Nick Cage isn't in a movie about him fighting a gigantic prehistoric. Mm, maybe shark. he is. He's a secret guest. Ooh. That's pretty good. Because he just shows up in movies now, I assume. I assume that yeah. Samuel Jackson will be there. I mean, yeah, without doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently Steve Alton, the author of the book, had to defend himself on Twitter because of negative feedback from the trailer, which to this guy looked great. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the, most, the biggest point of uh, feedback on it was... As far as the Meg being albino, well, they tried. Albinos in real life don't look natural. In CGI, they look fake. That's hell of a sentence to drop. Oh, uh, boy. Um, but a 100-foot prehistoric shark in CGI who isn't albino looks normal? No, it's totally normal. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, Michael, yeah, that's something that I am just very into right now, and I can't wait for August. Mm. Do you like shark movies? Because I'll, I'll say this, I didn't really like Jaws. I just it wasn't Jaws didn't do anything for I me. I just I don't movies about things in the water don't really scare me at all because it's just like well I just won't go in the water, right? Like you can get away from all that. Yeah, like a shark's not gonna squiggle up on shore and like come to my house. But what if they did? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, again, and that is. Honestly, Michael, last week we talked about the virtues of a space hotel versus a under cool undersea hotel, which, you know, I want very mm-hmm. badly. There are not, to the best of my knowledge, gigantic space sharks. No, just there gigantic are, space raptors. Right. Yeah. And those I know about. I can I can take proper precautions. Mm-hmm. There's always the possibility a gigantic prehistoric shark will come and eat my entire like undersea hotel. That's a good point, because that's a big part in... Is it the original Jaws or is it one of like Jaws 2 or something where... Where they build a hotel under the water and Jaws... I think it's, it's Jaws No, it's, a, it's the SeaWorld exhibit where they're like, you can walk underneath the water uh, and right. it attacks it and kills a bunch of people. It's, prob- it's probably Jaws 4 when they like brought one of Jaws' babies back in a barrel and then Jaws came back on land, I think, in that one and was like, you can't do that. I need my baby back and... It was a whole thing. I mean, my baby, 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 baby. I think you're thinking of Free Willy. <laughs> the fuck, Did dude? Free Willy attack a bunch of people at SeaWorld? He at probably the, should at the, have. At the park, because he was all stressed out, and he, he swam at the glass real hard and cracked it. Yeah, and no, this is definitely not out. that. Well, I mean, that happened in Free Willy, so mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Watch a movie. But yeah, I am with you. I think the only shark movie that I really enjoy is Deep Blue Sea, mostly because of LL Cool J, Sam Jackson, and uh, Thomas Jane. That movie holds up very well, better than it has any right yeah, to. Yeah, no, it probably holds up better than it held up as a new movie. 
to be honest. Mostly for LL Cool J talking to his parrot that may or may not actually exist the entire time. Yeah. That is the best part. Mm -hmm. All right, Michael. Well, I got one last thing for you. And, uh, Michael, you know, you know what's coming up this summer? Late June? Mid-June? Uh, oh yeah, the World Cup that we're not in. Biggest sporting spectacle on the planet that we're not a part of, and I'm still gonna watch every game. Yeah. I'm gonna have to pick a new team, and I'm not sure which one it's gonna be, but... So 538.com has a quiz that you can take that will, like, depending on what kind of soccer you like to watch, they'll route you to a team. But I got Switzerland. It gave me Belgium... But one of the questions was not, how much do you want to stab Fellaini in the face every time you see him? And I feel like that would have disqualified that. All of the times. Right, right, right. There's no upper limit to how much I want to stab that man. Indeed. In his afro. Indeed. Which makes me feel a little odd. But yeah, Michael, it's the uh, 21st FIFA World Cup taking place in our good friends, our country's very good friends, Russia. <laughs> And I have a fun story for you, Michael. Maybe maybe not another palate cleanser, but it's pretty good. Okay. So, uh, obviously, leading up to the World Cup, there's all sorts of qualifiers and friendlies and just general good stuff going on. And uh, they had a match last week. Well, this wasn't a friendly, Michael. They're, uh, the Russian soccer team had a third division match, which is basically like single-A <laughs> minor league baseball between Mashuk KMV and Casey Onghust. And minor league baseball is always buck wild, especially like single-A, because they do some of the weirdest shit. It's all gimmicks. Yeah. Like major league baseball, you get a little bit of it. Like you have the brat race or like the beer stein race mm-hmm. or just like, you know, a, a pack full of like chicken nuggets will race through the outfield. Uh, that's That's fine. But like at minor league baseball games, you get like, a mascot in the shape of a baseball being pushed down the stairs while he's flinging beers at everybody. (laughs) Like, it's a wild environment. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine what single-A minor league sports in Russia, godless wasteland that is Russia (laughs) entails. And, um, Michael, I shared this story with you earlier. What did did we get? A bear. Like an actual, honest-to-goodness bear started the game. Like, there's a the beginning of this video shows a bear, which kind of is standing like a like a person in a bear costume. Right. But he's holding this soccer ball, and it looks like a fucking like tennis ball in his hand. His paws are so fucking huge. It's about a seven-foot bear. And, like, so I, I have mixed feelings on this because, like, one, I don't love, like, bears being forced to perform, like, because I kind of know what goes into that. It mm-hmm. sucks. But, like... The bear looks like he's not being, I mean, obviously they're not going to hurt this bear in front of everybody. Like, bear's pretty calm. The craziest, most buckwild thing to me is, though, like, the trainer who has, like, a clicker in his pocket, like, is instructing the bear to stand. And the bear stands up holding the ball. And then the referee just, like, casually walks up to the bear and, like, gently takes it out from his paws. I'm not taking anything from a bear. Like, that's your ball now, bear. And then the bear claps. And this is like, and a, I don't, is this not a grizzly bear? This is a brown bear. The brown bears are the worst, I thought. Um, It's a very big brown bear. Like, they like it's definitely not a you. grizzly, but it's like a seven and a half foot brown bear for sure. Yeah, he's clapping. Yeah, which again, I don't like to think how that bear was trained to clap. But like, I don't, again, there's no world in like that ref. Like, 
this must be a Russian thing. And again, there is no one even at this game. Like, there's no one in the stands around here. They did this spectacle for seven people. And this ref, again, I think Russian people are just a lot tougher than we are because he just walks up to the bear, gently grabs the ball, gives him a thumbs up. I think he slapped him on the butt. And then just they start the game with this bear there. I'm looking at this bear and I swear to God, it looks like a dude in a bear costume. Except for the the six inch, like, (laughs) razor sharp talons it has. Yes. But the way he's like clapping and dancing around, like, God, this is so crazy. Well, the thing is, this this video, like the bear stuff ends at like minute 220 of this video. Mm-hmm. And it's an eight minute video, which the entire time I'm going through this thing, I'm just 100 percent sure <laughs> that it's about to come back and wreak like revenge on these assholes for doing this to him. Like, that's what I expect from Russian videos. It's like dash cam footage of horrible, horrible tragedies. Do they show someone giving up a really bad goal and then he has the to bear. go to the bear pit? <laughs> or like, oh, instead of a instead of the penalty box, it's you have to go to the bear pit and sit with the bear. This is our Game of Thrones pit. Yeah. You just sit in there. And he doesn't actually eat you. He just looks at you really disapprovingly for two minutes. And then he hugs you a little bit too long and a little bit too hard mm-hmm. for comfort. And then you know what? He farts on you the whole time. <laughs> The bear's name is Mr. Stinky. <laughs> this is the boss. Oh, you're German? You can't sue a bear. Yeah. So, Michael, I don't know. I think, again, I don't like this, but the World Cup is coming up. And if there's not, like, if there's not a team of just actual all bears playing against, say, Switzerland, or, hey, Belgium, if Feilani doesn't get mauled by a bear in, like, the semifinal. Like, what are we even doing? Be, what are we even doing? I would want so if if the if there was a team with a bear on it, even if it wasn't a team full of bears, if they just had one bear, even if he was just on the like the bench, I would definitely be rooting for that team. Well, the thing is, Russia historically not a real like world soccer powerhouse, mm-hmm. but they get an automatic bid into the World it Cup. That's true. Why not put a what's, bear? What's to stop them? Nothing in the rulebook says a seven foot tall grizzly bear can't play soccer in the World Cup. Air bear, air bear, air bear seven. Air bear. <laughs> Bear one. Fellaini gets mauled. It's a seven minute movie. I'm into it. Well, Michael, um, any any final thoughts for me? We're uh, coming up on time here, bud. Uh well I have an FML for oh, you. Please. Today, according to my mother, who is only nineteen years older than me and raised me by herself, I was conceived in a satanic ritual to honor the horned god and have at least four potential fathers. She was too stoned <laughs> to remember the actual number or their names. FML. You know, huh. People always talk about like how they want to hear you know, like where they came from or like, you know, they want to hear stories from their parents about when they were younger and they want, you know, they want and sometimes, sometimes you don't. Sometimes those things are better left unsaid, I think. Yeah, at a certain point, I don't need to know that. I do like that after all these years, I, I assume, well, I can't say 19. Um, after all these years, one, the woman still says, to the horned god, uh, and not just, didn't didn't feel fit to just leave it at satanic ritual. <laughs> um, but also, like, even if you don't necessarily, like, if you were too stoned to remember, like, the four potential fathers in your group, um... I feel like you would still remember, like, the names of the people in, like, what, your coven, maybe? Like, you could probably, there's probably, like, a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group of just, like, oh, yeah, we're back in Brixton. 
1978, we were all just members of the satanic ring. Like, yeah, but she doesn't want to join the LinkedIn group because then they give you all of the uh, the suggestions for who you might know. And then they've gone on to other satanic groups and it's just awkward. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they've 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 found new circles. Probably impregnated new people. Ugh. Other people have to live with boring origin stories like my parents were celebrating some event. You get to be forever known as the satanic gangbag baby. Be proud. Yeah, I mean I guess, you know, I bet a lot of people were have been conceived in orgies. Probably drug fueled ones. So I don't know I don't know that a satanic ritual really adds a, a whole lot to that one. You're still I don't know. It depends whole... on how much you believe in Satan. Yeah, and, true. And, and you know the the dark arts. Because if you, who, if it actually was a satanic ritual, what if it worked? And what if you are the second coming of the Dark Lord? Yeah. Or what no, if he's going that. to come back at some point and reap what he has sown, so to speak? Hmm. Or what Dave down the block has sown in his stead. Yeah. Um, I think I would be more worried that I was the Antichrist. Yeah. And like, it, like, and like, one, that I was bad at it. Like, especially if I hadn't really been feeling any, like, particularly, like, evil vibes. And I was like, oh, did I, hmm, hmm. did I, did I not get the Dark Lord's favor? <laughs> did I not earn his grim touch? I, that's I think that's what like I would I, Mike I feel you we talked about this earlier you've been pretending to be an adult for 11 years mm-hmm. you know I already feel like a failure but if I had to feel like a failure as the dark lord lord spawn it's like I'm failing I'm doubly failing that's bad <laughs> that's just too much to deal with mm-hmm. I mean I guess it's better to be conceived in a satanic ritual than like oh uh, your your dad got handsy in the back of a pinto and oops that's why your name's and, Pinto. <laughs> that's just a that's a bad name, even. <laughs> that's why your name I is named, Bench. I named you Pinto after the thing I hate the most. <laughs> well, Michael, great palate cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for us this week on Trends in Low Places. Um, if you like this show, I don't know, say a prayer. Um, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. Um, occasionally, I put up blog posts, not very often, but every once in a while we do that, and it's good times. Um, but also, if you want to reach out to Michael or I or have us read a message to uh, a fan or just share a story with us, uh, you can email us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. Man, we're going we to start doing the blog post, though. We're going to start cranking out content like you've never even seen. Yeah, it's probably going to be better than the show. I'm going to crank content all over that website. Oh, then I'm just going to have to mop it up. <laughs> um, yeah, you can email us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We read every single message we get, and we'd love to hear from our fans. So, um, yeah, Michael, how else can people help us out? Yeah, you can also uh, listen to us on our sister show, Longest Days of Our Lives, with uh, me and uh, Mr. Cushing and our good friend Curtis Perry, who uh, you've probably heard before on on this show. Um, we talk about the former hit show 24, which, oh man, it is so 2000s. Um, but you know what? Kush does a great job of walking us through minute by minute. Um, and we get to dunk on everybody all the time. And we get to see some great early 2000s technology at work. And it's just a good time. Even if you've never seen the show, 
I think if you enjoy this show, you'd probably enjoy that one because it's the same brand of humor. Um, and you get to listen to to, Q, Q, to Curtis's beautiful voice as well. Um, you can also... It's dulcet laughter. Yes. Uh, and you get to, if you like Tom Hanks, you'll love the show. Um, <sighs> you can find both of those shows on whatever podcatcher or podcast site you use, whether it's iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever the hell they call it now, or Stitcher, iTunes, or sorry, Stitcher, Podbean, all those good ones. Uh, you can search for Trends in Low Places or Longest Days of Our Lives. And when you do find those, please give us a rating or a review. Um, thank you to everyone who's given us some ratings. We, we went and checked that, and it's all five stars, baby. So thank you for all of your lies we enjoy it i think that makes us the number one podcast on the I internet mean, we're tied for first yeah at the very least Just, yeah um which hey thanks everyone yeah. that's really nice of and you. it means we're perfect so we never will, have to change I will, anything i will say um we did get a review from uh, a listener named lauren who uh said that our show made her laugh more than any other podcast except with the possible exception of my dad wrote a porno which <laughs> That is some of the highest praise I can even possibly that imagine. That podcast so, is so good. It's hilarious. Yes. Like it's I want to meet that man so badly. Yes. And like I don't know if it would be as good as it is if they weren't all British, but fuck it works. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining me. I have a final shower thought to close us out. Hit me. Hashtag shower thoughts. Cowboy sounds manly. Cowman sounds deranged. <laughs> It does sound like a like a Halloween freak show. Yeah. For sure. Oh man, come see the horrible cowman. Come see the cowman. Yeah, that's touches udders. But cowboy, <laughs> like no one wants to be called a boy except for cowboys. Hmm. That's weird, right? Cowman. Cow- <laughs> cowman. Cowman. That's what. Well, that's what happens when you send the bull semen up with the human semen, though. Oh God. All right, Michael. Nailed it's been lovely it. talking with you, buddy. <laughs> Cleanse that palate. Love you, buddy. Love you, too. Toodles. Toodles.